Hey, John. Hey, Lori. How are you doing this、uh, evening? I'm good. How about you? Yeah, doing very well. Yeah, it's、uh, I can hear you loud and clear. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah.、Uh, it's、uh, it's amazing that、uh, we are doing this again. I know. <laughs> How's your son feeling? Yeah, he's good today.、Um, yesterday was、uh, was rough night. Did、um, you give him some some Tylenol? And、uh, I think the the pain is going down. Good.、Uh, I'm glad so, he's better. Yeah, yeah, he is better. Um, yeah, how how was your day? Was everything new? It's it's been a very busy day.、Mm-hmm. It's been a very busy day. They're always busy, but today was really busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a good thing. You know, busy keeps us going. Yes, it went by very fast.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, we can uh, uh, first of all say to remind our、uh, remind our listeners that、uh, we are. Um, coming back with the flourish with the、uh, Lori and John, and、uh, we、uh, this is like a beta stage where we are trying to retest ourselves again. <laughs> yes, it was a、uh, it was a、uh, very heartwarming to know that we've been missed. <laughs> yeah, 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 and、uh, there, there's so many、um, so many things we'll be having a conversation about and.、Uh, um, Whatever we have missed, I'm sure 2020, the vision 2020. That's right.、Uh, yeah, a friend of mine was actually asking me, John, what's your perfect vision for 2020? What is it that you're seeing yourself doing 2020? And、uh, um, this is one of the things that I want to do in 2020 is、uh, consistently、um, have 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 this goal where we can do this podcast and. It's it's not pressure podcast, but it's something that's is classic and is very、um, informative and entertaining to our listeners.、What、yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's been、um, just like the way we were saying the other day.、Um, it's one thing、uh, when you people are asking you about it. You know, that's that means you have something special. Yeah, that's、uh, that's some pretty good motivation right there. Yeah. And, and, and continuing with our、um, conversation on the real aim of leadership, communication.、Um, you know what I would really like to actually to share more about, like when we're doing this, is culture and how environment shapes our decisions.、Um, because of a、uh, over the last couple of、uh, months, I was working in a. In a place and with teams that、um, you know, the culture wasn't good.、Uh, the level of engagement was below two in my own rating. <laughs> I would rate it as、mm-hmm. two.、Uh, you know, for the first time, I could say, you know, it was a very toxic、uh, working environment.、Uh, and it, something I realized is that creativity goes down when you're working in a Toxic environment. I don't know whether you find that to be true.、Um, oh, I I've seen it time and time and time again.、Um, happy employees are productive employees. Yeah. And、um, when people are not happy and the culture is not good,、um, people are not productive, and they do just enough to get by. Yeah. And、um, I, I mean, I've seen it. I've been a part of it. You know, it's like when things are going on and things are. Not good. I mean, people huddle in a corner and they talk about what's wrong that day, what's wrong every day, instead of working. 
you know, they take time to go off to the side and vent about what's frustrating them um, about work. Um, that's, that's their healthy outlet. You know, it's like um, when something's happening or they don't know what's going on or they suspect something's going on or something's happened to upset them instead of continuing to work, um, they go off to the side. And when that happens, productivity is going down. I mean, it's just a human natural response. Um, and so it's common sense. So when people are unhappy and then lots of times, unfortunately it happens in front of patients, um, which should not ever happen. You know, you don't, you know, in a, in a healthcare setting, um, in, in any setting in front of your patients or your customers or whatever it may be, um, it, it yeah. happens yeah. and it's, it's bad for business all the way around. And then of course, eventually people leave because they're looking for um, that perfect place, that better place. And so then of course that's very costly to an organization. Um, and what they don't understand is they, they talk, they talk the language, they talk the talk, you know, they, they sell that perfect, they sell that car that everybody wants to buy. And then when yeah. they get there, you know, um, they talk the game, but they, they don't live out that, um, that mission that's on the wall. Um, they don't live by those values that they say that they do. They talk it, but they don't, they don't go by what, you know, they don't live that mission and those values. And you can't just, you can't just throw them on a wall and say, yeah. this is our organization's mission. They have, you have to go by it. Yeah. And, and in learning that is it's, you know, I think we should also share a story of uh, how you knew, how you, uh, you and I connected over uh, the course of the many years now. <laughs> many months. Yeah. Uh, and I was mentioned that we are both GMTS and uh, this is our passion. We always want to add value to people. We want to revitalize cultures. We want to improve leadership, we want to grow people. And uh, I, I know you have uh, this flourishing leadership uh, company that you, you started. Uh, can you just describe to us how you were able to help people navigate uh, challenges uh, as, as, you know, with your consulting uh, work? You know, it, it started out for me to be driven towards the healthcare industry. Um, and then, of course, people reached out to me on a personal level you know, for personal growth and development, uh, I embraced um, developing Flourish because I have been uh, becoming increasingly um, frustrated with the healthcare industry because um, it seems to be more business driven and numbers driven and not people driven and not caring for people and not just caring for people that are seeking healthcare, but not caring for the people who are providing that healthcare. Yeah, yeah. And it's very important to provide that same care and compassion for those people providing that care, because if they are not taken care of, then the patients that are seeking health care are not going to receive optimal care. Um, mm -hmm. Burnout is on the rise in the healthcare industry. It's been happening for many, many years now. Um, and um, health care provider suicide rates are going up. Um, healthcare is a very difficult business to be in. Um, we see terrible things. It's, it's, it's horrific to see people who need health care and, um, you know, health insurance is difficult to, yeah. 
um, you know, that it's a joke. It's a joke, the hoops that you have to jump through. Um, and then you have to be in this network or this network, you know, and then you, you get a doctor that you like, and then the insurance company changes it around and that doctor's no longer in the network. And, you know, it's hard to find a doctor that you like and that you trust. Yeah. Let me ask and, you, is there, is there like an educational, um, forums or platforms people can go to find this information because i it's one of my weakest areas as since i began working in this country like trying I to tell you, who 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 do i go to in this I, I work in healthcare every day and unless you unless you are someone who has to deal with the insurance part of it yeah. i i i don't understand it either you know i i under i barely understand my own insurance you know it's um I, we all have the same struggles, you know, mm. I, insurance is not my area of expertise. You know, yeah. I provide the care. Um, I, I have patients who come to me and, um, who are down on their luck and, um, they're struggling to buy their medications. Um, you know, I know a little bit, especially being an ER nurse for so many years, um, you see people from all walks of life. And so we know a little bit about the services that are out there, you know, the $4 med list at Walmart or yeah. the, the free antibiotics that they have at, you know, Harris Teeter and the discount meds that even Harris Teeter has that a lot of people don't know about. I think everyone now knows about the, the $4 meds at Walmart, you know, but um, there are options out there. Um, and we try to, those of us who actually care um, do try to get that information out there because yeah. you don't want people not to be able to get their medications. Um, and there again, that's where, when that burnout comes into play, when people are like, you know, they're like, I don't, I don't have time for that. But again, then you look at the people above them where they're like, you, you know, you have to move faster. You have to do more. You have to do more with less. And so then the people who are providing that care are like, I don't have time for this because yeah. There's someone cracking that whip saying, you have to, you have to do more. The door to um, discharge time, you have to do this, you have to do this. And, but you, they're not providing more resources for these people. And mm -hmm. so you cultivate, uh, uh, um, instead of cultivating an attitude of empathy, you cultivate an attitude of apathy. Yeah, that's, that's, And a yeah. lot of these people who are making these decisions, they have never been at a bedside. Or they have been so far removed from a bedside, and healthcare is a very fluid process. It has changed so much over the last mm -hmm. five years, even more over the last 10 years. And you look at over the last 20 years, it's changed drastically. Um, the acuity of the, of the patient acuity has gone up drastically. These patients are sicker. Yeah. And um, there are more of them. <laughs> and so there's a lot more that is required. There are a lot more requirements to meet CMS standards. There are a lot more requirements, you know, for the, the hospital has to meet so they get their reimbursement, yeah. but there are not more people doing those jobs. And it's a lot, it's a lot to ask of people to get that done. So, um, uh, you know, it doesn't justify, um, if you care about people, you care about people, Yeah. but you yeah, know, these guys are getting burned out. These guys are getting burned out. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a lot to fight against. Um, you know, people start cutting corners because they're just trying to get it done. They're trying to get through their day. Um, and I just told someone the other day, I said, if, 
you're looking for someone to cut corners, I'm I'm not your girl. Uh, I, I can't do it. I'll just be behind all day. I, I like that. I'm not your girl. If you're, I, like uh, I mean, I'm just not that person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's but a, it causes me stress. It stresses yeah. me out to be behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure it does. Um, and also, when you're mentioning about you, you, you care about, if you care about people, you care about people. Um, and I think when you can help the... Um, the, your team flourish and where people work well, then uh, there's a trickle-down effect because they'll go home happy, they'll flourish at home, their kids will flourish at home, their their family, their friends, and you're not always going home to unpack your stress and struggles and your unhappiness on other people too, right? Like this, that. It's a, it's a domino effect. Yeah. Um, th- they say people who work long hours, yeah. um, that that does not really have a negative impact. It but the impact comes when people are miserable at work. It affects their marriages. It affects their children. Um, they say that um, kids who have parents who are miserable at their jobs are more likely to be bullies. Mm. And we all know that bullying is a major problem. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's not a new thing. That's been going on for long, a long, long time. We just hear about it more now, especially with social media. And, yeah. You know, people are more connected. Um my son's having to deal with that this year at school. It's been an issue and it's been a, a point of concern for, for me and his father. Um, it's, it's been, um, yeah, it is tough. Um, but people are becoming increasingly unhappy at their jobs because there is this push, um, everywhere for people to do more with less. It's, you know, it's, it's a numbers game. It's money, money, money. It's a numbers game. But what they don't understand is if, you, if people are happy and people are productive, you keep your folks happy and you give them what they need to do the job and they feel valued and appreciated, the numbers will come. Yeah, yeah. I think there's that disconnect and there's still that old school way of thinking that the more people work uh, and the harder they work, the more money you're going to make. Uh, and as you said, I think if you can measure and qualify and quantify the amount of productivity that is coming out of the number of hours, it could actually be less than people working happily less hours and producing more. Um, yeah. You, you don't, you don't do it by treating your employees poorly and they, yeah. they don't see it that they're treating their employees poorly by asking them to do more with less, but they're basically pushing them to the point of no return. And then you have highly trained employees who have been with you for a long time. And then you have to start at ground zero and they're like, Oh, well, we'll just hire somebody younger who's less experienced and we can pay them less. But, but the unfortunate thing is you can't replace those those, that years, years and years of knowledge and, um, and all that training and those skills. You, you, you can't replace that. Yeah. I was, I was actually looking at, uh, um, listening to a video that said uh, uh, the cost of replacing uh, talent is actually rising is between 50 to 250% based on the years of experience and uh, other factors and the cost of hiring, rehiring, retraining. Uh, and, and as you said, if people don't look at people as people and care for them, and really look to develop them, to grow them, because I have a thing. If you're looking for people to do more, give them the resources, give, develop them, grow them, give them new skills, um, new attitude, new mindset. Um, right. 
if you're not willing to do that, then <laughs> it's going to collapse. I have seen where experienced people have left emergency departments in droves and they had nurses who had been new nurses who had been there for a year yeah. who were serving as team leaders and charge nurses. That's scary because they don't have the skills and the knowledge. I mean, I think, I think back to when I was a nurse for four years and I think, you know, the, just the change in me from year four to five yeah. and then five to six. And then after being a nurse for 10 years, like just the amount of growth, I think back at the growth that I had in that time period and where I am now, as opposed to then. And it's mm-hmm. just from the things you see yeah. and the places you go and that knowledge, you know, and I, I remember just sitting back sometimes and listen, listening to physicians talk and, I I have to know how things work. I think the human body is amazing, you know, and how it works. You know, we've never created a machine that's as fascinating as the human body. It's just, it's crazy how everything works together and how bad it is when it's not working like it's supposed to. But (laughs) um, it's it's just fascinating. And so when you start putting it all together, it's different when you're out there working in it and you see how things go and, Versus when you're in class learning mm-hmm. about it, when you start to see it and start piecing it together and disease processes and all of that stuff comes with time and, and seeing certain disease processes over and over again, it's, you, it's like you just start, you could do it in your sleep almost. It's like, yeah. you just, you know it. And mm-hmm. you, when you see certain things, you're like, Oh, I know what that is, you know? Yeah. Um, and that comes with uh, years of experience that yeah. you certainly don't have that after being in the industry for a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I was also thinking like when you just said there, uh, sometimes even the people in the management or leadership think that it's only the, the, the employees or the, the, the team that just need to put in so that they can get something. And I'm thinking here that even for, for organization to grow, especially in healthcare, that the management has have to put something into this employee so that they can get the output, you know? Right. Oh. And, you know, this is a saying that has, I've heard it for years and it's probably long before I ever heard it. You know, it's like they just br- keep bringing warm bodies in here. You know, mm. health care is not for everyone. Yeah. And just like being a school teacher is not for everyone. Being in law enforcement is not for everyone. Um, I'm doing what I want to do. And I'm doing what I felt like I'm called to do. Um I would not want to be a school teacher. I certainly wouldn't want to be in law enforcement. There's certainly plenty of jobs that are out there that my hat's off to people for doing them because I know I'm not meant to do them. Um, But, and I work with plenty of people who are certainly not meant to be doing what I'm doing. They've got no business. (laughs) I'm one of those. I I (laughs) respect the work. Well, but I'm saying there are people who are, uh, in the healthcare industry. And I have worked with plenty of them who have got absolutely no business being in the healthcare industry. Um, nurses and physicians alike, you know, so do you think that goes back to, you know, trying to understand your purpose or your vision and your mission in life and aligning that with the work that you do? It, it, does that something have, have something to do with that or not? Oh, I definitely do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, it is all a part of finding your purpose. And, you know, and that was one thing that made me want to take what I was doing a step further because 
a, a lot of, um, I started to get afraid of where healthcare was going and healthcare leadership mm-hmm. because I felt like really the people who, um, senior leaders in healthcare, um, that maybe even their vision for healthcare, like I said, they, they say all the right things, but when they actually start driving that bus, I feel like they're driving it off the rails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, they, they have all these initiatives in place for employee engagement and, but they're doing it all wrong. Yeah. And then they have these meetings, but, and at the same time, you know, employees have a chance lots of times to, to voice their opinions about things, but lots of times they, they don't show up, but Mm. at the same time, people get tired of speaking because they feel like their voices are not being heard because when you have people who are frontline doing the work, who best knows what works and what doesn't than the people who are front and center doing the work. And so another big problem is when you have people who say, well, no, this probably wouldn't work because, and oftentimes when you're, you know, leadership they there's there's a lack of transparency yeah. and you know I, again when i said i i need to know how things work see things that really i know there's things that can't be shared for obvious reasons but then there are things that could be shared that are not shared and so you know your frontline staff are like well, well i don't understand that yeah Help me to understand because this doesn't make sense to me. And if there was a little more transparency on all levels too, communication breakdown, you and I both know we've talked about that. Um, Lots of times the the issues with communication. I mean, gosh, we could talk forever about so many easy fixes and you and I know they're easy fixes, Yeah, but no one wants to take the time to fix it. Yeah, you know what I'm when when you're saying that I'm thinking that um, you probably know our next uh, podcast sessions that uh, probably we'll talk about those is um, I got two two topics that I've been thinking about that we can do this now that we're just getting this groove and this background information out. Uh, one of them is how do we get to grow the the um, the healthcare staff. Um, and I was thinking we can either use a resource like 15 laws of uh, 15 invaluable laws of growth or any other resource that we, we we could have so that we can, as we have our conversations, we can also equip people in there. And the other one too is uh, the, this topic of communication and the impact and the challenges and, and the reason why either people are afraid or the reason why people don't want to share. And then we can kind of dive you know, just like the way we are doing, it's it's. Um, we, we said from the word go, we want it to be as raw. We want it to be conversational. We just wanted to help people in a right. more relaxed uh, format uh, as we do this do our podcast. What do you think about those two topics uh, to begin with? And we can just do them as uh, as we go in a series format or any other format that you would feel comfortable. Yeah, you know, the first um, before I even joined John John Maxwell. The first um, book of his that I got was uh, Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. Oh, nice. That was my very first John Maxwell book. Mm. And it's a great book, too. You know, we, we, 
it it helps clarify some of the things that you're talking about and it's a book that everybody should should read it's an easy read too yeah it we, is. Can, we can also start there and um yeah you know, sort of even thinking uh it's a is um christmas as a new year's bonus if we want to invite some people to join the call too that's fine but i would like us to do it this way fast and kind of get the group going and then we can open it up as we go so that increases the our reach and uh what do you think yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but I, th- I think i think we we once we get into this level where we are we're in sync and we're moving on and um i think it's gonna be good how, how are you feeling yes i'm excited yeah, i hope yeah. everyone's gonna be excited yeah. uh to know that we're we're making a comeback yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think somebody called better it. like than never. Yeah, better <laughs> than never. You know, and, and yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes it may take a little bit of time, but when we come back, and we didn't we... wait till January first. My pet peeve is New Year's resolutions. Oh yeah, that's Ooh. such a that's such a con. <laughs> January... That's like saying I'm gonna I'm gonna start my diet on Monday. Hmm. And then it's always next Monday. Monday never comes. Monday never comes. No, we we, I, we decided. It never we, does we, for me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's midweek or a weekend, we are doing this, you know. Um, and, right. and as you said, we are not waiting. We're not saying this is January 1st uh, resolution. That's a, yeah. Yes, that's such a con. Mm, yeah. We we are doing this, uh, whether it's January 1st or December 31st. <laughs> That's right. We're not uh, waiting. We're yeah. not waiting for January first. Yeah, because that's just an excuse to wait. Yeah, and there's no need of having excuses. Um, yeah, we've waited long enough. Yeah. So I wanted to ask before you kind of uh, finalize here. How, how long are you doing with the John Maxwell material? Are you still like uh, diving into it, or have you, have you slowed down a little bit? And what's your plan? Uh, I would say over probably the last three or four months, I've slowed down a little bit. Okay. Just with the uh, chaos of my oh, okay. my crazy life got a little crazier, but got a lot of I got all my burners on. Not cooking, but mm. I wouldn't do that to anyone. But um, yeah, yeah, just wanted to to see and um, so that when we dive in, uh, we'll, we'll we'll make sure that they start cooking again. Yes. Cool. Cool. I am excited and thank you for being available this evening. This is it's been uh, good catching up and hearing that voice again and kind of getting into the rhythm. Likewise, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So you you'll have the podcast, listen to it, um, and then make some notes on the next one we're gonna be doing. Probably we'll do if you did the ECFC. If that was your first book, do you want to do that first, and we can uh, kind of run. Um, with that that'd be our guide as we have the next podcast yep unless you have um unless you get a you know every once in a while before i would say wait a minute <laughs> i had an idea <laughs> sure that's, that's all good that's what we're doing this we are not like uh you know we're not on stone we are pretty flexible yep cool so if something pops in your mind you just let me know and yeah. I'll do the same thing. Yeah, look at your calendar. We, I was thinking we can probably make this weekly. Um, that sounds good to me. So we can check next week and see what day works best. And we we will be, that will be like our time um, and our, our like real time. This is this is a comeback. That's right. We got to yeah. go. <laughs> we uh, we got to 
think of something okay. kind of big. Anyway. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Laurie. Thank you. It was good talking yeah. to you. Good talking to you. So have a good night. You too. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.